from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's a week out Friday, January 26, 2018. January's almost over already. through 2018. It's the right. Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffle. Bless you, Cameron. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. His boss, Nathan, is leaving him alone this week. Yeah, he's not in the room. He's, he's yeah. trusting yeah. me. Yeah. Yes. Good. It's his big review week, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little concerned because uh, Chandler already lit up a cigarette. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> really? Really flaunting you are ready, ready for this move. It's a menthol. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah, Newport. It <laughs> is a yeah, cool 100 menthol, and he just like his Ew. hand shakes as he brings it to his mouth. The, the official cigarette of elderly women. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joining us from Nashville, Tennessee, our newest cast member, author, speaker, podcaster, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. Yes, Annie. Nice to see it's you. It's nice to see you. Uh, Thank you. Annie Thank just you so much. connected uh, the Skype line, and we saw her dashing. Avatar head, oh. headshot and and, oh. and took us all aback. Annie doesn't play in, in, in it in, in this in this headshot. She is smoking a Newport cigarette. It is very cool. It's in one of those long holders, and the ash is yeah. just like yeah. inexplicably she long. She has on uh, gloves that go to oh, her, yeah. her elbows. I mean, don't y'all yeah, don't y'all have the same fears I have about a headshot that when when it takes a village to take a picture, and then everywhere you show up, people think that same village has done the work to get you looking the way you did in that picture. I mean, the, I mean, the thing about though, we don't. all all have villages. I don't have a. I don't have a fancy headshot like Annie F. Downs. Well, respectfully, you have many headshots. You no, I don't. You do. My Facebook picture is me and my kid on a Ferris wheel. That's your Facebook picture, but you have many handsome, relevant <laughs> right. shots. Oh, yeah, this that's is just true. staff pictures. That's but true. But that's a still. I don't have my banners like Annie F. Downs. That's no, you do not have a banner. I don't you have can. a picture. The picture I have on like if I'm ever speaking somewhere yeah. is like at our ten year thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, here, here's me standing up there talking in a pink shirt. Yeah, Eddie, you do actually need one. I do, the, but like, what am I going to do? The pink shirt? Yeah. Uh, I need yeah. an actual picture. That was picture. a good night. It was a fancy shirt. You wore a good shirt. I know, yeah. but I, it's, it doesn't look like me anymore. I have new glasses coming tomorrow. Oh, wow. I got a whole oh, new face. Oh, your Warbies. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. See, see um, I would feel like if I ever got a headshot, like I would come in and like the photographer and me, I feel like we just need to get on the same page because I'd be like, okay, where do I put the trunks of accessories that I brought? <laughs> Sporting goods. I have so a parrot that I'd like to incorporate in a couple shots. Where do my, I put these guys? My favorite headshot that I have ever had taken actually had Jesse in it. Yes. Oh, uh, back in 2006, really? maybe we decided to do a relevant podcast cast family photo oh, and went this. down to the JC Penney's yeah. uh, photo studio. Yeah, you did. And oh, we wow. brought outfits and we did a very straight faced family portrait. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, Adam, Jesse, Kara and I, and uh, she was wearing a mink stole. I yeah. was wearing a fedora. Yes. Jesse had a tennis racket for some reason. Like I knew we were going to the Sears portrait studio. So I was like, well, I need to bring all these items that represent me. Uh, I had several vests that I, that I brought, you know, you want to look, you here, here's the thing. Headshot should be aspirational. It's, it's not to represent me. It's who I want to <laughs> be. And I, 
want, want to, to be, be right, right. A, a strange vested man who has lots yeah. of time for tennis during the day. And and that's <laughs> was, who I got to be. It was in the era of the Royal Tenenbaums yes, coming yes, out. Yes, and yes, so yes. we yeah, were, yeah, yeah. it was a straight one of those. And we yeah. printed it up to be a huge poster mm-hmm. and sent it to relevant podcast or uh, relevant magazine subscribers who had no no idea what the podcast was. Yeah. Again, podcasting right. was new. So you 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 subscribe to this faith and culture magazine yeah. and this poster of these weirdos dressed yeah. up. Never get that we, 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 got, we got quite a few unsubscribed, you know. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah a lot of cancellations. You're like, that what? Yeah, somebody so that's why I haven't had a headshot since. Yeah, somebody um, must yeah. still have one. Yeah, people unsubscribe when I get a headshot done. So yeah. the other difference is men don't have don't really wear makeup on headshots, and women do, right? Or do they do a little uh, bit of makeup? On we're, you? Uh, agree to disagree on that one. I am. Yeah, kidding, but, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Uh, you I don't know. walk out of the house without my face on. <laughs> I know my T zone is right, as dry as can be. I, I well, because because Annie, like it's not just a headshot. Like if I'm doing it, there's going to be at least three of the shots are one of me as a crying clown. Like mm-hmm. that's important. <laughs> Why would I pay someone to take these if I don't get that takeaway? You know, I yeah, do just right. a little something to make my eyes pop, and I want to raise up my cheekbones a bit. So that's yeah, all I do. It's just a very and simple. And you can spray tan on your um, six packs and all that kind of stuff too. You know, yeah. so for your my, shirtless numbers. Yeah, I'm not sure that you have ever actually seen me in person, but I, I understand in theory what you're saying right now. Yeah, I got one as one of the. I you know, I mean, I really invested in like a Hollywood caliber makeup artist. To, I got one as a blue creature from Avatar, and I'm not even oh. into Avatar, but I was yeah. just like, you know what? I'm getting a headshot. You said, I let's see what's range. possible. I want the full yeah. range. I don't know what I the future see, holds. I might I want to see what's possible. That's what you said. Yeah. To, right. Uh, to your as friend. literal Lucy, as you could. Lucy gave me the most unintentional sweet burn uh, oh. yesterday. Oh, wow. Your, she, she, your little sweet little daughter. Little sweet Lucy, just the best little pal. She's like sitting there hugging me, and she's like, you're a really soft, sweet guy. I'm like, yes, I am pretty soft. <laughs> you know what? Like, Dad, I don't like hugging you. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah, That's what you're going for. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah right. But just a soft, sweet guy. You're like, like a, oh. you're like a daddy pillow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I gotta, I gotta get back on it. <laughs> we'll get it. New year, new me. Hey, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we have a, a compelling interview with uh, a rapper artist KB coming oh, up. Yes, yeah. and um, also we have a very special game to counterbalance. The the like sincere like depth yeah. of the KB conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one of Jesse's games. Do you want to tell well, us about it, Jesse? Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, I you know I commissioned uh, our own Tyler Daswick, who made a splash last week, oh, and I said I said listen. It. I said, listen, flap. we need, I need a game for the podcast and I want to, I want to ride the momentum that you have. You know, I want people to get to know you a little. So it somehow combines, we'll explain the rules, uh, both new movie releases and reviews and also, uh, horrific eating world records. Um, it's, it's oh, quite oh, the game, wow. uh, from the, from the sick mind of Tyler Daswick. So I'm excited to present it. To yeah. Tyler Daswick last week, if you missed the podcast, um, you know, a few weeks ago, Jesse brought the, uh, hard hitting slice that IHOP International mm-hmm. House of Pancakes has announced that through February they are doing unlimited pancakes for $3.99. That's right. Last week we wanted to see if this was true. So we sent our roving reporter Tyler Daswick to our local IHOP mm-hmm. where he then partook in what 17? 15 full size, full plate, yeah. buttermilk, fluffy pancakes. Right. Um, and we met we met his server, Melissa. Well, it took the internet by storm. She was nice. It she sure was did. lovely. She was I great. loved the suggestion we saw on Twitter yesterday that 
you know, forget this dazzle do it stuff. Yeah. Uh, the most authentic moment of podcast uh, history was yes. when we interviewed Melissa, the server. Yeah. And was, that we should just mm-hmm. <laughs> go around it. and interview hardworking Americans. You know, that's my favorite part of our show always yeah. is when just r- random people that we've never met before just get to make a new pal. So, right. <laughs> sweet little Melissa. <laughs> I feel like Melissa. we need that story core music next time we do that. That You know, it's just yeah. a little slice of the heartland is what we're trying to bring. All right. Well, moving the show along, it is time for our weekly look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for In Case You Missed It. Hey, In Case You Missed It, uh, Joel McHale announced this week he's bringing a soup-like talk show to Netflix. Yeah. The Joel oh, McHale is Show is what it's going to be uh, called. Clever. Very, very original. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it reunites him with the former producer of his E-series, K.P. Anderson. It'll be focused on, quote, fast and funny distillation of everything uh, people are talking about that week, along with celebrity guests and sketches. Uh, Mikhail hosted E's irreverent clip show for more than a decade before it ended ended in 2015. The Netflix series debuts on February 18th. That's really the missing piece for Netflix, isn't it? They haven't figured out a live or semi-live. They tried it with the Chelsea Handler thing. And that just yeah. tanked. Did, yeah. did, have you guys watched the Letterman one, though? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was good. But it's like it's almost like inside the actor's studio. Yeah. Right. yeah. It, wasn't it's comedy. Very, it wasn't comedy. Well, it's two well, people it's just not, talking. Yeah, and it's not news of the day. I I, like, right. I feel like this would be a good like I could see Conan going to Netflix and blowing up there or yeah. something like that something that's like we're it's destination watching like yeah. every day. Conan needs a new home. He does. Yeah. 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 Conan, Conan, Conan always seems to be the one who gets like moved around based on you're not quite good enough for this so let's try you over here. Yeah, but he's kind of built a he's kind of had a resurgence because he's been doing a lot of this like traveling like he's in Haiti right now yeah. traveling right. to these places and. He's, I think he's found a, a niche for himself. Well, I think, but people forget about him because he's on TBS. I know. Yeah. I, all right. I ever see is clips. I never yeah. see him. Yeah. Right. Poor, yeah. poor Conan. We love Conan. Well, you know, they considered blowing up the format of the show and ending it as like a nightly show and just yeah. making it Conan traveling and be it would be like you know weekly. But I think they can those plans. Hey, in case you missed it, somehow Paddington 2 has become the best-reviewed movie of all time. The kids' movie has received 165 positive reviews and zero negative, beating the previous record holder, Toy Story 2, which had 164 positive reviews. At one point, Lady Bird held the record with 170 before getting one negative one. Uh, Just three other movies have ever received 100% with more than 100 reviews registered on the site. Toy Story 2, the documentary Man on a Wire or Man on Wire. Really? And a French-German movie called Things to Come. Hmm. (laughs) There you go. So Paddington 2, everybody. What a, what a time to be alive, you know? Paddington right? 2, the best movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> a CG bear. Basically, it's Avatar set in London. It's the new Godfather 2. It may have more to do with so many people having movie pass, and they're just seeing a lot more movies. The intake may be higher, so like, that was good. I'll leave a review. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to see Paddington 2 alone this afternoon at 3 o'clock. Because <laughs> it's free. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the me greatest movie of all time. It's the most right. critically acclaimed film ever. You can't go long, eat wrong, even though the plot, I think, is just him trying to get more marmalade. I'm pretty sure that's the whole movie. But no, 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 he goes, I've seen the commercials. Good. He goes to jail. Oh. It's a dark twist. Oh, he goes right. to jail and then he turns the jail into a lovely, lovely place to be. You <laughs> know what? You know what is another really well-regarded movie? Shawshank Redemption. And there's a scene where Paddington has clawed his way uh, into a sewage tunnel with a soup spoon right. with a marmalade spreader. And he comes out of the sewage into the rain. And it is spectacular. I mean, I just, you know, just tears, just tears. It's, it's really good. Hey, in case you missed it, the first clip of uh, for the new movie Come Sunday 
shows that it will tackle the theology of hell head on. Uh, so it shows star Chiwetel Ejiofor portraying real life mega church pastor Carlton Pearson as he defends his theological revelation before a group of elders in which he said, God told him that there is no hell. Here's a clip. I want to ask you something. Is there anybody you've loved in your own life who backslid and is in hell right now? My daddy's in hell. What about it? And did you love him? Of course I did. He was my daddy. But he beat my mama. He beat me. He was a fornicator. And now God's punishing him. He's suffering in hell. He's tortured and tormented for all eternity. So let me ask you something. Would you get him out of hell if you could? That ain't up to me. Well, if it was. If there was a way we could negotiate with God, with Jesus in the blood, you'd get your daddy out of there quick as you could, wouldn't you? I can't answer that. Of course you would. Anybody would. So the question we have to ask ourselves is this. Are we more merciful than God? Jesse and I both went to college in Tulsa and yeah. in higher dimensions, Carlton Pearson's church was a mega church in Tulsa. He actually went to ORU oh, wow. and was like um, kind of the favored son of the university. Even when I was yeah. in school there, he would come speak in chapel and stuff like that. And then um, I remember when he adopted his more controversial theological positions, the church imploded. I mean, there was yeah. a mass exodus and I mean, it, it, you know, was this mega church facility that had a few hundred people going. Mm -hmm. And then eventually it just, you know, kind of ended over the years after I, after I left school, was it still going when you were there? It had just all transpired because I remember as a freshman looking for a church to go. And I remember driving by it and asking guys, Oh, you know, if I should check that out. And they, and me not knowing any of the nuances of the story or really any context for it, they were like, no, uh, you know, the pastor kind of went off the deep end and it wasn't for years later. till I kind of knew the story. Um, and it's hard to overstate how dramatic this, you know, this is pre, this is a decade and a half prior to Rob, Rob Bell, Bell yeah. you know, causing mm -hmm. controversy over essentially the same thing. Um, but, uh, you know, at one point, Carlton Pearson was the heir apparent to Oral Roberts University. Uh, Oral actually called him his black son, you know. Oh, wow. Um, wow. The, the, it's hard to overstate how significant of a figure. He wasn't just in, in Tulsa and in, in the local community there, but also mm. really a rising figure in evangelicalism. Yeah, yeah. Like on TBN, had a national following, big thing, and then, you know, adopted this position and just was excommunicated essentially from, from that world, the kind of faith charismatic uh, preaching world. Wow. Uh, so the movie is actually based on a story that was broadcast on This American Life a couple of years ago, which looked at the dramatic consequences uh, oh. Carlton Pearson faced after staking his position. That's where I've heard. So then last year yeah. we talked with producer of This American Life, Ira Glass, in Relevant, uh, and he explained to us the appeal of the story to him. Uh, he said, the reason I think people are with it is partly the nuance and partly because it takes you into a world that if you're not going to if you're not going to a mega church and you don't know that kind of world, it takes you into that world in a very intimate way. But partly this is a classic story of somebody standing up for what they believe in right or wrong. And then they suffer the consequences. It's uh fascinating. I can't wait to see how yeah, he handles yeah, I'm this I'm really movie. excited. I, I obviously the, the the theological position is so controversial, but I feel like for people to write it off because they don't agree with it theologically are missing an opportunity to not just engage in a broader conversation, but to really examine how the church deals with 
ideas that don't jive with orthodoxy? Is it the best? Is it is the best thing to do to cast someone out and to essentially brand them a heretic? You know, I I, I feel like that's what's going to make this movie so interesting is because it, it it isn't just concerned about the questions he's asking; it's concerned about the reaction to them. Yep. Hey, in case you missed it, uh, Instagram this week says it mistakenly, that's a quote, uh, deleted a post by megachurch pastor Jamal Bryant calling for a boycott of H&M. So the clothing brand had come out under fire recently after it released an image of a young African-American boy wearing a hoodie that read, coolest monkey in the jungle. I mean, it was everywhere. Super messed up. Yeah. Yeah. The clothing line uh, or the clothing item drew global... Protests and criticism from celebrities, including LeBron James. The weekend, G-Eazy announced that they would be cutting ties with the company. Uh, eventually, H&M issued an apology saying, we agree with all the criticism that this has generated. We have got this wrong, and we agree that even if unintentional, passive, or casual racism needs to be eradicated wherever it exists. But one high-profile critic of the shirt, Baltimore's Empowerment Temple pastor Jamal Bryant, had his post, which called for a boycott, deleted from Instagram because he was told it quote, does not promote harmony. After a backlash of their own, about a week later, Instagram restored Pastor Brian's post. Yeah. In a message to the Christian Post, they simply said, we we mistakenly removed the content and worked to rectify the mistake as soon as we were notified. Uh, The the reversal of the deletion came after Pastor Brian posted a video explaining that the platform had removed his post and further called for an H&M boycott. I, I don't see how they must. I, I, yeah, I mean, exactly. look, moderation is is a delicate and unglamorous art, right? And there's algorithms involved, but there's also people involved. It, it, it was gone. For, it was off for a week. Something to me just doesn't add up about it. You know, right. either someone made a really bad judgment call or their algorithm does not work. Yeah. Pastor Bryant, you might know from uh, The Real Housewives of, of Potomac. Uh, his mm. ex-wife is on that show. Really, uh, Pastor Brian, Pastor Jamal Bryant's ex-wife. Is that yeah. on Bravo? It's on Bravo. Yes, it's on. Are Bravo. you being serious? You're, you're a Housewives of Potomac. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a <laughs> DC, Baltimore, Potomac area. Yeah. When I say Cameron's a big fan, I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not joking. Cameron, this is. I. You may have mentioned this before on the on the show, but I know for a fact that the, the way he unwinds and tunes out That's is right. the Real Housewives series. All the whole Bravo. Is line. that real, Cameron? Yeah, I'm with you, Annie. I'm not quite sure what's happening right now I usually know, i can read we this can moment. go deep into this if this is real because i have some i have some thoughts oh, it's, 100%, I can't tell it's 100 true i dvr all the housewives series and i put them on at night when i'm just on laptop time and don't need to actually watch tv but want to have something on eddie i still don't know it's true can't, can't, I, mean, Cameron, I got a question i got a question as someone, really as someone who likes to to slow Jam- the gears pastor, down J- the pastor jamal bryant made yes. a made yeah. a couple cameos in the debut season of real housewives did of you potomac. like potomac though i mean it, let's nah. just talk about it for a nah, second not, Cameron. Not, not too much <laughs> no 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 who's your favorite what's like your favorite cast potomac, are they like extremely like wealthy the uh because usually aren't the real housewives yeah, yeah, people yeah, very wealthy? Really she's, wealthy. She's the not quite, she's very pretty, but she's not quite as wealthy as the other one. So that's p- part of the tension because she's oh, the single mom because right. Pastor Bryant kind of did her wrong during the divorce. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so he appears on the show even he, though they he got He popped a in a couple of times because he's kind of the deadbeat dad, but he's trying to make right. Oh, oh wow. Mm. Yeah. Here, here's my question for both Annie and Cameron. Uh, you know, I, I, I try to, it's, my big problem is in, in the evenings, I have trouble slowing the gears down. I'm running, at, it's probably not going to surprise anyone. I'm running at extremely high <laughs> speed all the time. 
<laughs> I need something. I need something to kind of to cool the engines. You know what I mean? To downshift sure. a little. Yeah. So as 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 two people who are are very in you know know the world of Bravo very well, and, <laughs> and I feel like you both are getting the same thing out of it, which yeah. is what I'm looking for. Yeah. What's a gateway drug? What's the entry point, man? I, I you know how do I get into that? <laughs> you know what? So I'd that I can I can all of Bravo or to Real no, Housewives. You, no, you can't go. You Solitude. can't go straight Real Housewives. You can't go. I think you got to go Southern Charm. Say yes to the go dress. Those, no. Um, Southern Charm over um, Summer House, maybe one of those oh. one of those like eight episode series. Summer and House. Because yeah. I honestly, I think the Real Housewives thing, it's just too much fake arguments now. It's just too forced. Yeah. I'm yeah. not even enjoying it in this last yeah, era. Totally. I think you got to go it fresh blood, new shows. Just find something new. Latch on to it. Yeah. Well, that, that, that that's my problem is like, you know, my mindless show that I'm watching when I, you know, I'm trying to unwind in the evenings, my laptop time, as you would say, is is House Hunters. But the drama is not high enough oh. stakes. I mean, the, the biggest fight they get in is one on one crown molding or, or, or nine house, foot ceilings. See, I, need more, hunters, I need some more attention than that. House Hunters is dead to me because it came out a couple years ago that the entire thing is fake. Oh, yes. That, uh, oh, yeah. that the house hunting family has usually already purchased the home and they uh, go back uh, and pretend to be house shopping. That's Listen, awesome. I have friends that do an Atlanta house house reno show. Yeah. And on almost every episode, the families that come in to shop for the houses are our other friends. Yeah, of course, because oh, yeah. they specifically oh, yeah. go, I really love the tile that happened to be a conversation piece, you know, when they were deciding to install that tile. Oh, I really yes. love the floors. Oh, I really love every. Oh, come on. Everything. Yes. I feel fake. like that's probably the case with most of these reality shows. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing with the Real Housewives. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't. But the budgets a, on House Hunters aren't real either, because the the they you know the husband does one thing and the wife does another, and then they have two million dollars to spend. I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. How are you? <laughs> yeah, doing I, this? I know someone who's <laughs> a high ranking producer on the Housewives series, and, oh. and, and what? we went to college. He went to college. No, yeah. it's just, yeah. just y'all really... friends with somebody behind the scenes of the Housewives? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Cameron, oh, yeah. you buried the lead, bro. That's the first thing you say. I don't know her. Jesse's friends with her. Yeah, Whoa. I would just say I would just say there is a veil of entertainment, you know, placed over these. Let, story let's lines, say, let's say know? this: she's a writer for the Housewife series. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah producer, so, well, that, yeah, writer and producer. Yeah, I agree, Cameron. That as the seasons have continued, the fights seem more intentional versus women who are who just get in arguments yeah. randomly. Yeah, I know. It's I don't a know any real housewives that are real housewives that fight as much as Bethany Frankel and. Those other women fight with each other. Well, well, you guys watch. I mean, did you but guys see it. the season finale of like I think it was The Hills uh, back in the day on MTV? And the final shot of The Hills no. um, was them kind of. It was. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to butcher some of the details, but essentially what it was was two of the main characters you've been following for all these years on this reality show yeah. having like a, a final kind of relationship talk on a street that was very common for them to be in on the show. You right, know, right. in the, you know, Laguna Beach or the, the Hollywood Hills or wherever. And the last shot was a slow pullout to reveal it was a giant soundstage. <laughs> no way. Yeah, really. Yeah. I, I mean, for the for I the reality show. Chandler, that. did you see that? I didn't see it, but I remember hearing about it. And it was he know, was too yeah. young. No, I was in high school at the time. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to watch that. Or I wasn't allowed to watch it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's oh, true. <laughs> you guys had you guys blocked MTV in the house. Yeah. Your parents? Oh yeah, no, we did. No. My mom deleted it. No, uh, no, just, well, oh, yeah. same it was, here. It was, same here. It was a situation where if you went to it by like clicking up and down on the channels, it wouldn't go. But yeah, if, you, if you typed in directly, seventy three. Yeah, seventy three. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, you had man. The, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. You had the cable box to watch Beavis and Butthead when you were eight. You did. Yeah. 
I would uh, love, I think, love, love for one of or both of your parents to just sit in the studio and just be like, listen, here's what Chandler said he did. And then just watch him react. <laughs> and because you'd think they'd be oh, like... Oh, and by the way, guess who was sneaking in episodes of The Real World at age 11? Your <laughs> Angel Chandler. How do you do it? Gosh, the cable the box, mom and dad. Hacking it. <laughs> That's, that is better than Real Housewives. That's better than any reality show. It's just... Uh-huh. Watching them react. Uh, lastly, hey, in case you missed it, DC will start addressing mental health in its comic books. Influential comic writer Tom King wants to help normalize the concept of counseling. At an event last week, he announced that he's creating a place called Sanctuary in the DC Comics world, inhabited by the likes of characters including Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, where the superheroes can seek help for mental and emotional health issues. He explained... The DCU has a bunch of superheroes and all they do is fight every time and that must have a psychological effect on them, right? So they set up something called Sanctuary, which is a place you can go modeled on veterans crisis centers, which is an interesting name for them, and talk about this trauma and admit that this has had an effect on you. The idea is that the storyline can help um, help young readers because, quote, your greatest heroes who are inspiring our children can say proudly, yes, I've had some mental difficulties and yes, working with people has helped me through them and we don't hide behind that. What? How do we respond to this? I don't know. You're yeah. the counselor. You're yeah, the licensed counselor. Do you have, it sounds like you have an issue with it. It's Eddie. like both. I both see and see it's like super respectable and what a great way to normalize it for kids. And if they are really looking to well, these the, the idea that you're out there living life, but totally. everybody needs a sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So I fully believe that. Okay. I also am like, but also, yeah. it's just kind of lame. Like, no, why is it like, lame? Nobody wants to. Everybody wants to see Superman being just awesome. Nobody wants to see Superman or Batman sitting there doing what the rest of us have to do. That's exactly why I, I like, like doing like, like doing the dishes. Yeah, I don't want him to be like, like me. Yeah, yeah. I want him to be like cooler oh, and richer yeah. and everything. I I I read his the comic books in order to not be a That's part of. That's how I feel about life. the Real Housewives. That's exactly yeah. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but Eddie, don't you feel like? And this isn't. I mean, this is part of a larger cultural dialogue. But don't you think to a degree? That that is an antiquated way of seeding superheroes, and that the appeal of the modern superhero is that they bleed, right? Like the reason why the Dark Knight was so good was because you didn't know, and he didn't know whether Batman was making the right decision or one that had morally compromised his superhero ethics, and that the reason why modern superheroes are so good is because we get to see their flaws, and that they're not fully aspirational. That they are, they represent the consequences of living with, you know, great power comes great responsibility. You mm-hmm. don't feel like that's part of the modern appeal of it. I I do, and I understand what you're saying. I like, and it and it does make sense that that what is heroic would evolve. And it's not just fighting, but I will also say like for someone who has counseled and been counseled for countless hours, it's just like, oh, don't, don't mess up my escapism. Don't mess Mm. up my like Mm. just silly hour and a half movie where I can just, hello, that's the housewives. Right. (laughs) But I mean, like, let's not make everything too, but I, but, but then again, if there's some 12 year old that learns about counseling and really realizes that he or she could use somebody to talk well, to. I mean, I mean this, then a lot let's of the, do it. A lot of the kids who need the escapism probably yeah. are escaping from something that's yeah. hard. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is the exact place they're going to going to learn. I mean, that. I can't imagine that will be every mm-hmm. issue will have the sanctuary, right? 
Yeah, they'll yeah, still I fight. Think, yeah, I stuff. think it'll be like a thread through, but I don't think that's going right. to be like the the focus of the of the series from now on. Right. So I think that's nice to kind of drop in uh, amidst what they are already reading for escapism and what they're already reading for entertainment. There's a reminder that if you're here because of pain, there is a place to go. It's like Lois was just sitting. Lois Lane is just sitting in counseling. I just don't know who who he is when he comes home. <laughs> I I thought I married Superman. And Did they now, get married? Now I thought I was with Superman, and now all of a sudden there's Clark Kent, and uh, this is this is just not what I signed up for. <laughs> He's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde. Lois, I really first yeah. of all I appreciate you sharing. He's like bipolar. Yeah, and that was really a brave thing to say, Clark. Tell me tell me how you felt. She's when you reading heard the book her. How to Live with a Narcissist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's loved ones are like sometimes I just feel like. You're like wearing a mask. Like, I right. can't see the real you. And he's like, that's because I am wearing a mask. I'm Batman. <laughs> it's as if the whole show was set up for that. Right. <laughs> hey, man. Well done. Eddie, I love that you just couples counseled Lois Lane and Clark Kent, by the way. Yeah. It's, really it's, well done. I am wearing a mask. Every- <laughs> Sometimes I just want to see who you are, and yeah. it feels like and he you- takes it off, and he's got those a lot of eyeliner yeah. around yeah. his eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it takes what, a village. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes a village. Right. There you go. Headshot. Jesse's All not right. done. I can see it brewing. Just no, say no, what you're no. going to no. say. I, I, I got to go out on a high note. I'm going to butcher it if I keep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, hey, sometimes he's got to know when to, you know, he's going to uh, stand in this. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I'm well not going to go for a heat check right now, Eddie. It's time for me to walk off this. Segment. Bruce, Bruce, would it be possible for you sometimes when you see the bat light to check in with her and see if this is a good time for you to leave the house right now? Would right. that would that be something you could agree to? Bruce? Gotham needs me. <laughs> now is Gotham the city? Or are you trying to tell us something deeper? Yeah. <laughs> what would happen if she said she needs you? Because that's what I feel like I'm hearing right now is she needs you as much as Gotham does. Right. Would, would it be possible for you to maybe agree to, to split your time between the two? That would be a good first step. Huh. At this point, I throw down a bat smoke grenade and I just disappear. <laughs> out the You're gone. Hiding from the smoke. Yeah. Eddie, smoke can we grenade. bring you a cartoon couple every week for you to <laughs> I would love that. Counsel? Actually, that was helpful. I, yeah. I'm going to remember yeah, that. I really yeah. learned yeah. something yeah. from that. Yeah. Next week, it's Mickey and Minnie Mouse because I hear that there is some real dark yeah. stuff going on there. Yeah. yeah. And she just like, he does this every time things get difficult in the conversation. He throws that smoke grenade and just jumps out a window with a battle yeah you know, I, just, zip line, I, I can see him zip lining away three blocks away but he's never even taken me for a ride in the batmobile oh, and i was gonna ask and even on our anniversary it's got one seat <laughs> yes. oh, on me. oh my goodness oh my gosh <laughs> All right, that'll do it for In Case You Missed It. Stay tuned. Up next, (laughs) Slices. You're listening to U.S. Girls. The song is Pearly Gates. I think it's a heaven reference. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you're lovely to band. One word uh, with the song Broken. Just out of names, aren't we? 
Yeah, lovely yeah. band. <laughs> Thank God. Just put it all together. Done. Release the album. Yep. I like it. This week's episode is brought to you by RX Bar, a whole food protein bar. I love that. Thing. RX Bar's core ingredients do all the talking. It's uh, simply like eating three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds with no BS. That's their copy. <laughs> I don't talk like that. That's salty. <laughs> Potty mouth. We got children listening to this. Yeah, it turns about out, dates that casually. It turns out real food ingredients actually taste really good. You can actually taste the cacao, the real fruit, the spices like sea salt. Whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit flavors, there's an RX bar for you. They come in 11 delicious flavor varieties. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free with no added sugar, no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. Um, I eat them almost daily and love RX bars. I used to be on yeah. a different kind of clean uh, bar, and I've moved on to RX bars. They are phenomenal. They're great. They really are. Yeah, I mean, and, like, yeah. and I love how right on the front of the package they're like three egg whites, two That's dates. What, yeah. Yes, all I the like core ingredients are right there. Uh, right now, uh, RX bars are offering relevant podcast listeners a special deal for twenty five percent off your first order. Visit rxbar.com slash relevant and enter promo code relevant at checkout. It's a great deal. There you go. Hey, is this an appropriate time for you to give us an update on where Eddie and I's Quip toothbrushes are? Uh, they are sitting on my kitchen counter because <gasps> I meant to bring them in today. The packages. Yay. They're still packaged, though. Yeah, yeah, totally okay, packaged. Great. It was... Uh, it <laughs> was uh, he, Cameron did one test run and then zipped them back up. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, it's a toothbrush. It's uh, the th- three-month supply of toothpaste. We're ready. And and oh, wow. uh, instruction manual. And I forgot to bring it in for you. I'm we sorry. are excited. I'm very excited. I like that people are, are giving us quip tips uh, on mm. Twitter this week. Very funny. funny. Yeah. All right. Cypher slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, I I, I I try not to bring two firsts these days, especially we're deep in the show. We got a game to play, but I do feel like responsibility to give two quick updates on stories that I've uh, discussed recently. Uh, you know, it's just the right thing to do journalistically. Right. Yeah, the is. first is about our friend Mad Mike Hughes, who um, we we said before Christmas he announced plans to shoot a rocket, a steam powered rocket that is homemade, high into the atmosphere. Uh, with the intention of providing final proof that the Earth was indeed flat and that the curvature of the Earth is alive, perpetuated by NASA and and a conglomerate of uh, forces that are working for reasons I don't fully understand. Let's remind Um, people that high into the air, according to Mad Mike, was he was going to go 5,000 feet in the air, a mile into the air to, to verify with his own eyeballs that the earth is flat. Problem being, airplanes regularly go 30,000 feet into the air and he could have just looked out the window. This is air powered by, by jet fuel and he's going on his on heated water. So we don't even know what could possibly go wrong. He's just going up. He didn't think about getting down, but he was going to go up yeah. and take well, some pictures. Yeah, so Mad Mike, as as we, we, we provided one other update after the, the launch shockingly didn't go down, uh, said that there's a little confusion, a little mix up with the Bureau of Land Management who weren't exactly comfortable with this stunt going down on public land, you know. Right. Um, and so he has finally announced that he's figured out a workaround and has a launch, a new launch date for February 3rd. Uh, I'm not holding my breath for this one because he, he tends to reschedule these types of things, but he's figured out. <laughs> 
he's figured out a way to avert the, the, the Bureau of Land Management. And frankly, it's foolproof. Um, oh, he is going to use his own property, which it doesn't give any details, but the, the implication is not a very large piece of property. But by his calculations, if he shoots it straight up instead of going at like a rocketed angle, like a roadrunner right. torpedo, right. if he just mm-hmm. goes directly up in the air, the rocket will fall right back on his property and the Bureau of Land Management can do nothing about it. <laughs> like, like SpaceX. Like SpaceX. He is going to precision land the rocket after he launches wow. Precision <laughs> land his steam power rocket, which he will parachute out of at the pit pinnacle of the jump. Uh, he's Gosh, also, this seems insane. Yeah, he's also, um, you know, I, I guess he's not really, um, happy with a lot of the press he's received and what, and he took, and he got in, uh, up with Newsweek magazine to dispel some rumors. Uh, first off, he is not, he wants to be on record that he does not like the term flat earther. But it should be noted that the words flat earth are painted on the side of his rocket. He also said, he also said, he said, I never said this jump uh, or launch was supposed to prove anything with flat earth. I'm just doing it with publicity. But then he went on to say that with the publicity he gains, he's going to create a documentary about his launch. And with the money that will provide him with a rocket high enough to go and, and, and disprove curvature of the earth so he's kind of i think he's this might surprise people i think he's kind of working this thing out of the fly no pun intended yeah i feel like he has been trapped in the same bunker as kimmy schmidt based on his decision making he is just burning through friends and family though at this point like (laughs) there's just no everybody's like yeah we've we've been dealing with for 20 years this yeah we can't didn't he run for or announce he was going to run for california governor Sure. I mean, why not? Yeah. What if he's like the S-Town guy and has some sort of mercury poisoning we don't know about? <laughs> he may have abandoned those plans because that, you know, his his his, uh, you know, run for the governorship, which was supposed to kick off with the initial launch, <laughs> uh, has not been mentioned. So maybe he's abandoned those. He didn't say, like I said, I, I feel like he holds pretty loosely to plans. He's the type of guy. Um, but I like him because he's he's out there kind of doing his own thing. Speaking of another guy who's doing his own things, Odd Peters is back in the news. You may remember him. Um, he is the, um, the Dutch... Uh, I guess he is a boat maker um, who built a life-size replica of Noah's Ark with the oh. intention of sailing mm. it across the Atlantic to the Rio de Janeiro Olympics. Mm. That's um, right. Uh, prior to departure, the the Ark got loose in a Dutch harbor and crashed into several Coast Guard boats. Um, and so <laughs> since then... Odd Peters is actually, it, it sounds like he has about three of these arcs that are in operation right now. And I, I can't help but think they're becoming a hazard because one broke free, uh, this past weekend and, uh, no damage was caused to the arc itself. Thankfully, those seven people had to be rescued. I guess he's living on it now. Um, but it did sideswipe quite a few sailboats. I'm looking at a picture of the, da- of the damage. It's hard to tell how many sailboats crashed in or the arc sideswiped, but it's no less than 15. Uh, it, wow. it, it, it was just like an arc sized wrecking ball through this little harbor. <laughs> I, I can't help. I like the idea of life size arcs floating around, uh, harbors. I of do Europe, too. I really but, do. Yeah, really do. I, 
I really do. Yeah, I think that's I, I, I actually like love it a lot, but <laughs> I can't help but think they're becoming like an aquatic hazard at this point. They've been in several nautical accidents at this point, and it may be, we may need to find a better way to tell people about the story of Noah's Ark. It just, just seems yeah, like... Noah didn't have any competition. He was the only yeah. boat, so we don't yeah. know if the other ones, if it, his would have hit other things, right? Right. All, all his had to do was float, but this guy really should be equipped with some sort of like cruise ship steering and you know he has yeah. it you know it's just like he found a he's just got like a paddle in the back that he's just man isn't pushing. that the question did noah's ark have a steering system no way why would it all it it's just to float up and down it's yeah. just he just needed something to that was buoyant yeah it, it was, was basically going a gigantic life raft yeah he didn't have all a three sense of you are using tones with me like don't be such an idiot annie as if i'm supposed to know whether noah was going to have a steering wheel or not <laughs> and as if we i think know it's a valid sure. question yeah. It, okay, this thing was massive. Yeah, there's no sails. There's no. There's no engine. He's just. He it was just, just bobbing along. Yeah, it wasn't for. <laughs> it wasn't for travel. It wasn't to go it's for buoyancy. Yeah, it wasn't to go and sail the French Riviera. Jesse and I went to the Creation Museum. Yeah, back in 2007. I'd like him. to go to the. Ar- yeah. I'd like to go to the Ark Encounter. Yeah. I did find out via Twitter somebody yes. calling us out that I, me saying that the Ark Encounter is next door to the Creation Museum is factually incorrect. They're 40 miles away. Oh, don't care. Each oh. other. But here's the deal: when Jesse and I were at the Creation Museum. Yeah. Yeah. They were they had plans displayed for the Ark Encounter, right? Uh, and and it, the implication was it was going to mm-hmm. be on the other side of the property, yeah. like it was going to be like two theme parks in mm-hmm. one, and you could get a two day pass sort of a thing, you yeah. know, kind of like implying they were next door to each other. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. So right. like the fact that they ended up ultimately building it 40 miles away, it's not my fault. Yeah, and have you yeah. ever been to Kentucky or like I used to live there? There's yeah. a lot of nothing. 40 miles. All you're going to hit is one gas station. And yeah, compared to the size of the world, 40 miles is next door. Yeah, exactly. You know what? It's it's Kentucky, but it's Cincinnati. It's suburban uh, oh, Cincinnati. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's what threw us off. Mm-hmm. Jesse and I thought we were in Nashville. We're like, oh, this is in Kentucky. Let's just pop up there. No way. What we didn't realize, it's Ohio. It's like on the edge. It's on the other side. And all of a sudden, we're like six hours in in the middle of Kentucky. We're going, we made a grave mistake. <laughs> yeah, we were really. You know, it's too late to turn around at that point. There's nothing. Yeah, you got to just keep floating along. Yeah. It was literally the next rest stop was the Creation Museum, which was another nine and a half hours away. I love that this guy is basically driving by Braille all the way down to Rio. Like, he's just like, well, he can't steer it, and it stopped on a boat. Well, let's let's get a tugboat to push in the other direction. How far do we make it? About 300 yards. About 300 yards. 300 yards. All right. Well, we only lost two people, so this is a lot better than our last crash. All right. What do you have, Andy? Okay, so I'm here for some hard-hitting news for you guys. I think that's why you brought me on is to bring you things you don't already know. So some friends and I this weekend were discussing whether it is possible to become addicted to lip balm. Have y'all heard this theory that it can be like addicting? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah your so, body will stop uh, producing its own <laughs> natural protectant on your lips because you're artificially enhancing it. Yeah, you know how That's you, right. have you ever seen someone go through lip balm withdrawal? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. It's horrific. I mean, they it's have horrific. moderately <laughs> chapped lips. It's uh, <laughs> right, right. For at least a week and a half. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For 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 yeah, several. Right. So here's for several so more hours. than a slice. I want to walk you down the path of where I ended up here because I googled as one does. Can you be addicted to lip balm? And I ended up at a important news source labmate-online.com, and I didn't even read the article because in the first paragraph there is a link that I had to click to lipbalmanonymous.com. Right. There's actually a website called lipbalmanonymous.com where they talk to you. Yes, you can become addicted to having lip balm and they have gone through 
every type of wow. lip balm yeah. and have defined it and talked about from Burt's Bees, Carmex, Chapstick, EOS. I mean, they have them all listed. So hmm. I'm just here to give a resource to our people that if they are feeling like they are addicted, there's even they've even done the 12 steps of recovery, but have substituted in <laughs> lip balm words where there are formerly other addiction words. And it is, there's a, um, there is a 43 question, uh, what is it? Evaluation to see if you actually are addicted to lip balm. So lipbalmanonymous.com. I'm confused. The the three, the reason I'm confused about the 12 steps applied to lip balm addiction, you know, I, not to name drop, but I recently had an in-depth conversation with world famous comedian, Russell Brand, who wrote, (laughs) maybe I heard of him. I don't know. I don't know. It's not a huge deal. I mean, a lot of people are talking about, but, um, Anyway, he, he I, you know, I had, I kind of studied the 12 steps a little and a lot of the 12 steps, uh, you know, deal with, yeah. you know, asking for forgiveness for people and, and really confronting how your addiction has affected the lives of the people around you. I wonder how the, how, uh, the overuse of lip balm has affected people's loved ones. Oh. It just doesn't when, seem like <laughs> making a chronic moral, of a problem. Yeah. Making a fearless moral inventory of lip balm abuse <laughs> is incredibly painful. For I, spent, I spent, I <laughs> spent. I spent an obscene amount of money today on lip balm. How much? Seven dollars. Yeah. I mean, I bought yeah. thirty-five <laughs> lip balms. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's one of the steps, Eddie. You're exactly right. That is you one know. that oh, no, step four. They have to make a searching and fearless moral inventory. No, I know yes. of lip balm. <laughs> yes. Right. So, so right. Annie, how what's your lip balm uh, intake look like? Uh, well, I mean, I had to Google it for a reason, Jesse. If you want to get personal, there's a reason this I is. I do. Important. I do. How um, many lip balms do you go through in like a week? You want me to counsel I mean, you? Let me counsel you. I honestly you have this, no Annie. context because what what's the average amount of lip balm to a, a person who uses lip balm goes through? I mean, isn't that the thing about uh, addiction of this type, Jesse? That there, I don't know that there's a normal, but yeah, if it feels varies. addicting to me, it probably is, right? So, yeah. so for Annie, I'd say one. Or, I have one or two with me all the time. Now, I also have lipstick in the mix, and so that is actually my usual go to. But mm-hmm. you're right; when you don't use it, your lips can tell. Your lips know the difference, and so. Mm-hmm. I only use it in very cold environments. Like I have one packed. I'm going to uh, Edmonton, Canada this weekend. Yeah, right. Or if I have to go to like Denver or something, right. and it's dry. Yeah, I would imagine and cold. Orlando. The number of yeah. uh, lip balm addictions in Orlando yeah. is lower than like Minneapolis. The yeah. where the air is dewy, moist at all times. Really? We don't need lotion. Ugh. We don't need a lip balm. Yeah, and we we look young. And they, they love quoting. One of my favorite things about that website is they keep quoting research and articles from 1997. <laughs> yeah. It's really up to date. Yeah. Well, our prayers are with you as you try to break this addiction. Annie. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, re- I'm really grateful. Just wanted to be helpful because I'm not the only one. Here's what you learn in addiction. You're not the only one. Do you, do you go cold turkey and just ride out and let the whole like skin layer replace itself? Or do you <laughs> like phase it down and just be like uncomfortable for a couple months? You got to phase, right? You can't go all the way. You can't go cold turkey on something like that. I got headshots to take, Cameron. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's be interesting, yeah. Annie. Do you have a sponsor? Do you have someone you call when <laughs> you, you really feel like you're about to use lip balm? I feel like you call your sponsor and it's like, hey, I need your help. I'm about to use lip balm. I, I don't know what I'm about to do. I'm about to use. I do, and and the, your sponsor is like, I mean, okay. 
It's fairly harmless, but it seems to be a thing. For, you know. That's funny. All right, what do you have, Eddie? Um, well, I I hate to bring down the whole vibe of the show, but I have a. Um, well, that's your role on uh, the cast. Well, but it's it's not just destroying the show with lack of in, like good content like I normally do. I actually have a pretty <laughs> sad post, and I know it's been all jokes. Oh no! See, I got oh, dogs wow. in my head now. <laughs> Emaciated dogs. Gosh, those Last videos week, are awful. In Montgomery, Alabama, there was a fire, and while no one was hurt, uh, it left the people of Montgomery shell shocked. A Taco Bell burned to the ground, <laughs> and the people of Montgomery have uh, really taken to the streets. And there is a memorial being held no. for the Taco Bell, or that was held. Oh wow! The people of Montgomery started a Facebook group talking about how much they loved the Taco Bell. They said, "Quote Eddie, were they soft shell shocked or hard shell shocked?" Hi oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Kevin, you ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, you hear about this Taco Bell? You hear about the Taco Bell? Did you hear about it? Listen to this one. You hear about this in Mobile? You hear Taco Bell? Yeah. That's so much daylight. Oh man. Talk about smoking nachos. Yeah, 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 with her. Remember remember when the Joker came and it just you had a lot of time with Alfred, but I felt like she wants to hear more of you. How's that been going? He just threw down <laughs> another smoker. And, and <laughs> it was, hey, wasn't it a candlelight vigil that they held for the Taco Bell they, wedding? They held a candlelight vigil and basically the quote that they said about they were so they're organizing this candlelight vigil and uh, on Facebook and they said the service was OK and the food was Taco Bell. And so people that people came together genuinely that night and had a candlelight vigil around the Taco Bell. Nobody was hurt. So that's a good thing. It's not like somebody actually died in this, but the Taco Bell burned to the ground and Taco Bell has vowed to rebuild, you know, the Taco Bell because of course it was insured and it's no big deal. Yeah, of course it's going to get rebuilt. Yeah, it was built built by the next morning. (laughs) Also, West Town only has one Taco Bell. Yeah, that's the thing. It's Montgomery. They have a bunch of Taco Bells. So I think this one held a special place in the community. So just <laughs> prayers for Montgomery and for the people who have lost a Taco Bell and we're we're with you. Oh my god. Yeah, they, when I first read that headline, I thought it was like ironic hipsters holding a candlelight vigil for Taco Bell. Then I'm like, yeah. no, this was the sincere community of Mobile, Alabama, that this is just what they <laughs> what they knew to do. Anyhow, prayers right. prayers up Montgomery. There you go. All right, well that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, KB joins us. to Quinn. The song is Happened to Happen. It's featuring Buddy. Okay. This week's feature interview is brought to you by HelloFresh, a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook 
eat and enjoy. HelloFresh is convenient. You can choose your delivery day for when it works best for your busy schedule. You can pause your account for weeks when you're out of town, which I do. All the ingredients come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. And it's delivered right to your door in recyclable insulated packaging. HelloFresh offers a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. You have three plans to choose from. The classic, which is my favorite, the veggie, that would be Eddie's, and the family plan. HelloFresh makes it so easy to cook delicious, balanced dinners for less than $10 a meal. No more time-consuming meal planning or grocery shopping. I love it. Right now, HelloFresh is offering a special deal for relevant podcast listeners. You can get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh by visiting HelloFresh.com slash relevant and entering relevant30 at checkout. Do it. You'll like it. HelloFresh. On his latest album, Today We Rebel, rapper KB wrestles with big theological ideas as well as pressing social issues and personal faith. Our very own John David Harris recently sat down with the rapper uh, who's collaborated with artists like Lecrae, Andy Minio, and Tripoli on his way to garnering tens of millions of Spotify streams. John David has or the artist has? Uh, KB has. Oh, J- JD just talked to him. <laughs> I, I was actually out of town and Jesse was out of town. Everybody was out of town. Yeah. So next next man up. Yeah, I didn't answer my phone. Mm-hmm. It yep. was... Yeah. yeah. I, was uh, in, so, I was in lip balm rehab and... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here is... Part of our conversation with KB. Don't nobody own us. Own us. Yeah. It's right here in the loan. This might I move forward to focus. To focus. Focus. Yeah. All of the games, no talk. No talk. What's that? Boy, don't nobody own us. Bet the bag on myself. Bet the bag on myself. Yeah. Would you say that there's a there's maybe a, an individual song or a or a moment on the album that was like really special and precious to you? And can yes. you walk us through that moment, that yes. song? Yes. Yeah. Uh, around the middle of the album, there's this um, two song um, collaboration piece. So they flow into each other. Uh, Art of drifting and art of hope. Uh, both of those songs have caused me to cry on, on uh, many occasions. So typically after you get done making the song, you've heard it a million times, you're kind of over it. But these songs still, that, that little portion of my album to this day hits a chord in my heart. The Art of Drifting is about uh, just that, drifting away from the faith. The heart the, of mine is so prone to wonder um, and go astray, Lord, don't let me leave you. That is my greatest fear. And uh, it was inspired by a dream that I had. I, I literally woke up out of my sleep crying um, by God's I'm talking about a lot of crying right now. <laughs> I, I don't cry a lot. Um, but anyways, I woke up out of my, my sleep tearful and I sort of grabbed my wife um, and began to tell her that I just had this dream of, of me falling away and what it would mean for my children, what it would mean for my, my church, my community, my career, um, and more than anything that I have uh, the one that I love, the Lord, I've, I've just turned my back on him and how terrible that would be. And uh, I wanted to make a song that, that had that, that general spirit that I felt that night. I felt that night. Um, and I'm, I'm a big proponent when people think about, you know, the temptations of walking away from a spouse or from just being faithful to the Lord in any, any, any capacity. We often think about how 
good it might be. And there's not a lot of fantasy around the destruction that will follow that. So think long about how you, you're seeing your kids driving off down the street because you've, you've, you've failed your wife. Seeing you know, your, your congregation standing before them disappointed that you as a, a leader who they've looked to as a uh, sort of a standard of character that you've you know, let them down. Think about that and let it strike fear in your heart. So that's what that song does. Uh, but the second song that it flows into is The Art of Hope because I do realize that many of us are already there. We have drifted, we have fallen, now what? And Art of Hope is um, uh, a love song of the Father and his relentless pursuit of sinners who have taken many steps away. He's always one step of re repentance and return. That's so good. I, um, I kind of feel like we as America are, are somewhere in between those two songs right now. Yeah. We're somewhere in between a drift and like longing for hope. Yeah. Can you, can you speak to that, where you see us as a nation? And we're kind of in turmoil. We're kind of, we're, some people feel like we're adrift. Some people feel like we're coming towards hope. And yeah. Where do you find hope and where we are? Where do you see that we're adrift maybe? Yeah. I would say one is that um, one of the things I wanted to make very clear on this album, that God is the savior of all mankind. And when he comes and does good, it, it affects everyone. Um, and if I as an American have, are, am experiencing a kind of a freedom and uh, sort of goodness that my neighbors in Syria or Iraq or um, any given country in Africa, not, if they're not experiencing that goodness, um, then we as a human race are in trouble. Um, and so I, one of the things that I wanted to push back on this album was pushed back on for the hope of being a prophetic voice to North American Christianity. That your allegiance does not belong to your nation. It does not belong to your political identity. It belongs to the kingdom of God. If Christ is Lord, if Christ is Lord everywhere and we are his, then our citizenship, it transcends any citizenship that we have anywhere else. So one of the, 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 the things that I want to call folks to is remembering that Caesar gets our taxes, but God gets all of our commitment, which leads us to an utterly different life than uh, an idea that may even think America first or, or, or even my race first or any of the things that may go along with prioritizing um, um, other things over the Lord Jesus. And with this project, I'm hoping to, to say what we need to think about as a church is that our lives should be reflections of the character of God, which is where I think a lot of this conversation has to start. When we talk about race, we talk about injustice, uh, we talk of, on every level, economic, environmental, uh, injustice wherever it's found. Why do we even care about it as Christians? Well, I hope we would answer that by saying it is not a reflection of who our God is. He's a just God. Talk about, we talk about that all the time. But we typically sort of limit it to this understanding of heaven and hell. We think about justice. And we don't see the cross as something that is speaking to every aspect of life. That God, I love the, the Kuiper quote, there's not a square inch of this 
uh, universe that Jesus doesn't say mine. So wherever image bearers are, wherever they, they live, where, wherever uh, sort of God has his stamp, their justice must ring and we fight for it. So understanding that the character of God starting there in his heart for those who are hurting, those who are broken, those who are experiencing injustice and oppression, spending lots of time on that, letting that get deep in, into who we are. These conversations start with the Bible. So having that be a sort of standard and a return for us, I think we'll see a, that begin to permeate into uh, what we know as American evangelicalism and uh, Christianity in North America in general. I feel like we're in a moment where where hip hop is starting to embrace voices yeah. from the Christian community yeah. more, yeah. maybe than they have in the past. Yeah. How do you leverage that platform to bring that gospel, that message that you're talking about right now, to a new audience, um, and 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 balance out the things that are that are old mm -hmm. with with things that are new mm -hmm. into this new space with new ears mm -hmm. listening to it? How, how do you go about? Um, balancing that and uh, and approaching that. Yes. Hip-hop has always had a sort of God consciousness to it. Um, there have been there have been periods of time where, you know, a number one song would have Jesus in it, like Kanye's Jesus Walk. Mm -hmm. um, people, especially because it's filled with, with urbanites who um, were, where we grow up in such a way where Christianity is just culture. Um, the church experience is sort of ingrained in how we sort of live. And uh, so it shows up in the music. Um, so I think that there is a, a work of grace that is happening in some of the artists that are becoming more prominent um, that we rejoice over. Say, thank you, Lord, you're, you're, you're breaking through. Um, yet at the same time, it's still a sober, a sort of sober reality because it doesn't necessarily equate a win for the kingdom of God, given that hip hop uh, typically has some sort of room for religious talk, especially if that religious talk is followed with ratchet talk. <laughs> so uh, if we, we, we typically don't mind light if we can have it close to our darkness as well. It's, it's when we begin saying that light is gonna drive out darkness that discomfort begins to flow in and we start to sort of, you know, ascertain who it is that is truly wanting Jesus and who it is that is just sort of Christian themed, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I think, in, in answer your question, our engagement with all of this is a very, very um, encouraging um, and uh, hopeful um, duty. But we must realize that hip hop may never have a space for, like, a, like this is home for us where, you know, you see my music and you see Kanye's music together. We may not ever see that because there are certain things in what we, in our music that we're not willing to do and say. Mm. Um, so there's consequences for it. Um, yet at the same time, especially behind closed doors, which we're getting a lot of, is that artists are respecting what we're doing. So I wouldn't do it, but I respect what you're doing. And I have questions. That is the most exciting thing about this context for me, is that people are desperate and they're thirsty for answers. And we are not showing up with more questions. 
we're actually showing up with tangible answers. And I have, um, by God's grace, gotten many opportunities to talk to artists and, and leaders in that world who, th through my music, I've gotten a foot in the door to have those sort of conversations. That was KB. Stay tuned up next, the Rotten Tomatoes Eating Contest. You seem kind today. Were you up all night afraid of what the future might bring? I feel fine today. I had dreams of you in places I've not seen before. You get so kind away. Like love is new, the body's first. This ain't a getaway You build walls around your heart to try to lock it in I'm gonna leave it all out there to dry I'm gonna leave it all out there I'm gonna leave it all out there to dry oh, I'm gonna leave it all You're listening to Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. Oh, uh, no. the song is the song is "You Worry Me." Oh, that's like perfect for them. Yeah, serious. You know what worries me? Night sweats. Yeah, the night sweats. The night sweats. Yeah, I had I had a bad dream last night. I don't dream very often. I didn't sleep well. Ooh, yeah. what was it? About? I didn't really have I didn't really have night sweats. But no, no, no. yeah. Uh, well, this week's show is also brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Creating a site with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can use one of their award-winning templates and then add and arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse. And if you're like really bold, you can you can modify, customize. You can play nice with what they do, mm -hmm. but you can also do whatever you want with the CSS and the code. Go wild. You can go wild. And you can also undo all the mistakes you made, I, which is generally what I do. And they have great help so that when you they actually do, to do they that, have fantastic customer support. Yeah, you can walk it all back with somebody. One of the cool things about Squarespace <laughs> is if you have ideas for online stores, they have powerful uh, commerce tools that can do everything from tracking inventory, processing orders, and even sending custom emails all with one intuitive interface. Right now, Squarespace is offering relevant podcast listeners a special deal. You can start your free trial today at squarespace.com. And then when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, you can enter offer code relevant to get 10% off your first purchase. Do it. Dare I you. like Squarespace. I've been using them for a decade. Oh, yeah. And they've been such a great show sponsor. They really have. I feel like we've been in it together yeah, for a long time. Yeah, if you like the time. show, support Squarespace. Yeah. There you go. All right. It is time for the debut of The Rotten Tomato Showdown. Okay, Jesse, take it away. What is this game? Okay, so uh, as as a lot of people who listen to the show know, uh, the world was riveted last week when our only Tyler Daswick nearly inadvertently set a pancake eating world record um, <laughs> as he consumed <laughs> nearly seventeen yeah. flapjacks at an IHOP here in Orlando and was hospitalized for a good amount of the weekend. Yeah. Um, the game has inspired <laughs> us because the other thing that Daz likes, and we're kind of introducing him here, is movies. So here's how the game will work: we will give you an official world record of. Uh, from Major League Eating, which is 
a real thing that keeps stats just like baseball. And we'll also give you a movie that came out in 2017. Your job is to guess which is the higher number, the amount of things the professional eater has eaten or the movie's Rotten Tomato eating score. Interesting. Okay, oh, so wow, wow, wow. Uh, for this game, Annie is going to be playing one of our podcast listeners. Uh, you guys went on Twitter and and volunteered to join us, and uh, we selected our very favorite podcast listener that we randomly saw. Uh, his name is Matt. Welcome to the show, Matt. Wow, this is a dream come true, guys. And fun fact for you, my nickname in high school was actually Night Sweats. Oh, so wow. this is great. <laughs> That's interesting. Wow, Matt. <laughs> hey, hey, Night Sweat, uh, where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Columbus Junction, Iowa. Columbus? What do you do out there? I'm a pastor. Ooh, what kind of church? Okay. <laughs> well, we are one of those infamous non-denominational. Mm, I oh. speak from a I speak from a pub table, and it's not a sermon, guys. Just a talk, you oh, know, okay. just a conversation. On <laughs> <laughs> the scale of, of one to heretical, yeah. where, where's your theology? <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't wear ripped jeans, so I'm, okay. I'm pretty conservative. Mm, yeah, but you yeah. do wear jeans. But it, yeah. I do wear jeans. I do wear jeans and yeah. a collared shirt. Yeah. So I Ooh. haven't gone full giggly yet. Oh, Eddie, just like you this year, buddy. <laughs> Interesting. Did you hear him? He said he hasn't gone full giggly yet. No. <laughs> yeah, hey, what hey, shoes you're are you on wearing? A slippery slope, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, last a couple weeks ago, I wore uh, wide frame glasses for the first time, and some serious people had some serious concerns regarding my views on hell. Wow! And, uh, oh, so very um, Matt, I do wear my shoes. I do wear Converse. I wear uh, some really nice Converse. So, um, <laughs> Matt, have you been prepping for this? You really got jokes. Yeah, <laughs> like, here's the deal. Like when I say that this is a dream come true, I am not lying. And so I have come ready to go. I don't know how this game works. I have no idea. I'm probably going to fail, but this is a dream. You're not going to fail. You've already won. Yeah. Um, well, he has not. Excuse me. He's playing me. He has not already won. Oh, it's true. Sorry, That's Annie. true. All right. So Jesse's going to be the show host. I'm going to take score, and uh, Eddie's just going to mess with stuff. All right, all right, Matt. So yeah. So basically, the the key to this game is to really think through how well you think a movie was received, right? Because it's, okay. it's which has the higher number, a movie's Rotten Tomato score or amount of things a professional eater has eaten. So here's for the first one. Sonia Thomas, you may know her as Black Widow in professional eating circles, uh, has the world record for the amount of chicken nuggets eaten in five minutes. Okay. <laughs> Is that number of nugs higher than the Rotten Tomatoes score of the recent movie, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle? Now, I have a question about the Rotten Tomatoes scores. Are you talking a scale of 1 to 100, like 84% yeah. yep. fresh, yep. that it's, kind of thing? Yep. Okay. So it's one to a hundred. All right. Yeah. So, so you got to think how good do you think that movie is? And what's your, what's your guess for, for what the, the nugget consumption is in five minutes? Because I'm not a professional eater, but I could easily eat more than 84 uh, chicken nuggets. And I, I saw Jumanji and it wasn't great. So do you guys uh, serve <laughs> both grape juice and wine for communion? No, they're grape juice. Cognizant. No, I keep the wine for myself, but the grape juice gets served to <laughs> everyone else. Oh, so. it's a grape juice. Do you have gluten free? Do you have the gluten free wafers? Good question, Annie. Gluten free wafers? No, no, no. no. We uh, wow. we are very insensitive to people who have the uh, gluten allergy. <laughs> Celiac. So, Celiac. Yeah. Celiac. I go, I go to a grape juice church. <laughs> do you have a lot of people? Do you have a lot of people standing up front, each with a microphone, doing doing the songs? Oh yeah, of course. No, I know you do, but I'm asking him if this is what what his church does. 
You talking about a praise uh, team? They like a four or no, five people. No, but like the new thing, like the new, like we got like five people, oh, five leaders, and they all has got a microphone, and we're all yeah. praising at the same time. Is that what no, you have? No, Matt? What no. What do you have, Matt? We, we, we have a very small church, and so I'm still trying to build up leaders myself. And I'm only 25, which makes it a little bit more difficult Matt. too. And uh, so it's just me learning how to get this ish done in the process. Wow. Matt, are you leading worship and teaching? As of right now, I am. Matt. Wow. Oh, what church wow. are you at, Matt? He's a, he's a renaissance man. Yeah. What, what's your yeah, church called? I pastor church called Victory in uh, Columbus Junction, Iowa. And so our website, shameless plug, is www.victorypeople.com. Yes. Dot cc and you have do you have budget for a part-time person yet for a worship bro <laughs> yeah we are, we are on the, we are on the hunt and on the look for somebody um, somebody's got a worship move. associate yeah eddie actually you can send oh. your resume in i know that you've kind of <laughs> fallen off the deep wagon but i'm a big fan of revelation revelations <laughs> i have no problem with bringing that kind of heresy into I, my, I, I, literally, I don't even like church and i don't even like going to the church i love this guy i, would go, yeah. I don't know where columbus junction god knows where is but we I gotta get there no well, one else does let's Start getting it's people cold. hired yeah. all the time at churches it's via cold. the podcast. You, you would need a lot of chapter. Yeah. Well, and I'll say this: I, I yeah, like yeah, yeah. his logic um, that uh, Jumanji, it though it, it did get a seventy-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Sonia ate eighty nuggets in five minutes. Round Easy. one goes nice. to Matt. No, no, Annie can can match it. Round Thank one you. didn't go to Matt. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> he's got one. Yeah, Annie's wow, got wow. zero. It's Annie's turn. <laughs> Touche, touche. Uh, uh, okay, so question two, round one. <laughs> uh, Kobayashi, the famous world. I mean, if you if you are an American and you watch Nathan's hot dog eating hot contest dog eater. on, on the Fourth okay. of July, you would know uh, yeah. Kobayashi. Oh yeah. Oh Lord. Okay, so Annie, um, he owns the world record. This is horrific for eating cow yeah. brains, which I guess some people eat oh. in fifteen minutes. So. Has he eaten uh, uh, more pounds of cow brains or is it a higher Rotten Tomato score for the film, which I know, Annie, that you're a fan of, The Greatest Showman? I am a huge Ooh. fan of Have y'all seen it yet? No. Yes. I, what did you think, Matt? Uh, Matt, tell me what you thought. Yes, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's musicals. It I'm too. surprised you haven't seen it. Eddie. Yeah, Eddie, I know, I'm I, so surprised you haven't seen it. I know. It's just like, I just haven't had time for it. I kind of hit, hit so, the big so ones first. So, Annie, let's start with that. What do you think of whereabouts The Greatest Showman got on Rotten Tomatoes? Well, I know it started out slow, so I'm going to say that Rotten Tomatoes is in the, sorry, that Greatest Showman that I love, and you're lucky I'm not singing the whole thing to you right now because I can. <laughs> um, I'm betting they're hitting in the high 50s. Hmm. On Rotten Tomatoes, and okay. there is just no way. Do you way. think that's an achievable? Amount, did you say pounds? The amount of pounds, pounds of pounds of no, no, no. He's. I'm going Greatest Showman over cow brains because yeah. I'm guessing he could eat in 15 minutes pounds of cow brain. Yeah. I bet you can't fit more than 10 pounds in your body of cow brain. So I'm going Greatest Showman in the 50s, cow brains in the tens. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Remarkable. Uh, 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 the Greatest Showman had a 55 percent score, and he ate 17.7 wow. wow. pounds of cow brains. Wow. 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 There you go. Okay, so it's Come tied. At me, one, Pastor one, Matt. Round one. Come at me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Round two. Okay, so this this is the record for cupcakes eaten in six minutes versus the Rotten Tomato score mm. of the Tom Cruise movie American Made. I love that movie. American it wasn't like made. awesome, but it was entertaining. American Made. It was the recent one where he's like a uh, like a, a cartel a drug smuggler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. Matt, do y'all have a movie theater in your town where Victory Church is? We don't even have a stoplight. So there is that. Oh, okay. Where do you have to go? Yeah. Davenport? Oh, 
Davenport's lovely. Uh, Davenport is about our way. Closest place is probably about Iowa City. Okay. Must be teen. Oh. Okay. Davenport's so. a lovely okay. town. Quad lovely. cities. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, we just pretend that my church is there. That way we get more people to apply. How's that sound? I, I, I went to the Quad Cities uh, when I was in college. I road tripped up there and then went out to the Field of Dreams house, which oh, is, neat. Which is oh, about yeah. a 45 minutes outside of town. I have hmm. always wanted to see that. And uh, it was yeah. it was in March mm-hmm. and the crops, the corn was cut down. Yeah. Uh, the family, yeah. the wife was leaving the home <laughs> for the day <laughs> and mm-hmm. gave us a dirty look as we were slowing down in front of her house. Uh, I mm-hmm. said, well, nobody's home now. Let's park. And go wander around. So we did have a catch. Did, was, yeah. did you have James Earl Jones with you? With you in spirit? <laughs> with you? With you? In spirit? Yeah. <laughs> That's my one and only experience with Iowa. Well, is, well, uh, well Matt, yeah. assuming until, you made the road Matt. trip up and saw the film American Made, what do you think its Rotten Tomato <laughs> score is? And do you think it's more than the world record for cupcakes eaten in six minutes? The the, the defining question here is: hmm. To whom does the record belong to? Patrick Boy Berletta. Oh, higher. Hey, Matt, we see you. We see you, Matt. So, so which one's higher? You think he's eating more cupcakes than American oh, made? Yeah, I think the, I think cupcakes are higher. Yeah, the Tom Cruise movie. I mean, it probably didn't score that well. Tom, he hasn't been on a... It, you a, know, a it was a very underrated lately. film. They got an 87 on oh, Rotten Tomato. Wow. Sadly, Patrick was only able to eat 72 cupcakes in oh, six minutes. Oh, Patrick, six you're killing cupcakes. me. So, wow. so Annie can uh, Annie can take the lead if she gets this one she right. She can. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, Annie. <laughs> Annie, what? How do you feel about horror movies and also Chinese dumplings? <laughs> <laughs> She's pro about both the of same, them. actually. Yeah. Huh. Okay. The movie is the the Stephen King adaptation, It, which just released, mm. or the world mm-hmm. record for Chinese dumplings consumed in eight <laughs> minutes. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna guess that in eight minutes, I'm gonna guess is could you? I'm gonna to follow Matt's lead here. Um, who holds that record? A man or a woman? I don't know. I can tell you the name is Cookie Jarvis. I don't know if Cookie's the real <laughs> name of a woman <laughs> or if it's a man who call, think, they call Cookie. Cookie Jarvis, Do you think she's taking uh, the, the dumpling and just <laughs> dipping it and going straight down the gullet or do you think there's a bite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's no chewing involved. That's the no question chew. because we know it was pretty highly regarded. Right. Because if you're going bite uh, and swallow, you're not going to get higher than it. But if mm-hmm. you're going straight gullet, you know, you know, yeah, pelican yeah, yeah. style, yeah, yeah, you might, you might be able to get up there, yeah, in eight minutes. Jesse, f- sorry, follow up, quick follow up. How many minutes? Fifteen minutes? Eight. No, eight minutes. Eight minutes. Eight Chinese minutes. Dumplings. Okay, so in eight minutes, I think Cookie Jarvis jokes. I think Cookie Jarvis <laughs> ate um, fifty. No, I'm going to say sixty-one. Um, dumplings. I okay. think it came in in the 40s. Oh, no, it was way higher. No, 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 it, no, no, it no, got no, an 85 no. on Rotten Tomatoes. Still not high enough to beat Cookie Jarvis for uh, yes! 91 <laughs> uh, Chinese it. dumplings. Wow. Wow. All right, so she's got a 2-1 lead. All right, so for the final round of the Rotten Tomatoes eating contest, here, here's the final question. Okay. Matt and Molly grew up attending Victory. The church that you are the pastor <gasps> at, you met your wife no. at? No. Uh, no, my wife started coming because we started dating. My wife grew up in a different church, but, uh, but yeah, I, I grew up in this church. My, when my wife and I started dating when I was 14 years old, wait, what did um, you do to the old pastor? What happened to the old pastor? Did you edge him out? Ooh. No, he, he oh, moved and I got the job. Oh, okay. I, yeah. He just Put couldn't handle the, quotes, the pressure. You guys. <laughs> no, his, his daughter, his daughter moved across the country to go to another Christian school. Uh-huh. And so, um, they actually followed her out there. And, uh, and so I was honored to step into this role. 
Huh. Perfect answer. Yeah, yeah good answer. Is, good answer, Pastor. A little too quote, perfect, quote, Matt. Yeah, yeah, a little too <laughs> yeah, tidy. Little too. All right, Matt, speaking of perfection. On that story. Speaking, like I like spe- that Jesse's the one that has to pull us together. Speaking <laughs> of perfection, have you seen the new film Paddington 2? <laughs> I have not, but it has the most consecutive positive ratings on Rock Mills look right at now. Matt. Hey, look at Matt. He keeps up with the news. He must He must be a frequenter of RelevantMagazine.com. Uh, so, uh, what? what is higher, uh, the Rotten Tomato score for Paddington 2 or Joey, the legend himself, Joey Chestnut, the amount of jalapeno poppers he can eat in 10 <laughs> oh, minutes. That is ten a minutes. terrible oh, thing. Ten minutes. That's, that's an lot. eternity in Joey Chestnut. That's time. a, oh my goodness. You really, it's just a limitation of the human body at that point. And you know he's not chewing those. Those are straight down the gullet. That's a pelican all day long. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pelican move. I, That's would, funny game. I would be disappointed in Joey um, if he did not eat more than 100 jalapeno yeah. poppers in 10 minutes. Yeah. So I'm going to say that his score is higher. Yeah. You are correct. He ate 118. Yes. Oh. A- Annie, the, uh, did you see the film Geostorm? The action movie last year. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds I, like a fake Seinfeld everyone. movie, doesn't no. it? It sounds like a movie George and Jerry went to. Geostorm. Yeah. Geostorm. Yeah. 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 Death blow. Okay, so a higher Rotten Tomato score. Geostorm, or this is another poundage one. The Pounds of Grits. Oh, man. Wow. Eaten in 10 minutes. Ugh. Ugh. Geostorm or pounds of grits? Gosh, I mean, you, you got to think Geostorm, Geostorm is single digits. You got to think it's single digits, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's and, and and if I'm I'm mixing what I know of grits and what I know of Jesse to see what would happen here. I think I'm gonna go that that grits went higher than Geostorm. I'm gonna give wow. this one to the grits. You are correct. Uh, wow. 20, wow. 21 pounds, pounds of grits versus a 13% Rotten Tomato score. Wow. wow. Uh, that means Andy F. Downs wins. Wins. Yeah, that's great. Be, just crushing, Matt. Yeah. Matt. I'll tell you who's victory here. <laughs> Annie F. Downs. Yeah. That's Vic- his victory. Wow. Victorypeople.cc. Annie. <laughs> Annie. You know what? I, I'm going to pull a Trump on this one. I'm going to refuse defeat. I don't I don't accept the results of this competition. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep on fighting this. He's going to appoint a special Matt. commission to look into uh, voter fraud. Right. Uh, oh, so yeah, Andy yeah. F. Downs yeah. with the uh, breathtaking victory over Matt from uh, Iowa. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us, Matt. Sorry about your loss. Matt, let's get you, let's get you a worship leader. I'm sure you're great at it, but come on. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for the time. You're Absolutely. Good, See, See you, buddy. Ya. All right. Stay tuned up next. Your feedback. Listening to Knox Fortune, the song is Lil Thing, which was uh, Chandler's high school nickname. Hi, yo! <laughs> Personal. Well, I was pretty short until I was, you know, 15 or something. Lil, Lil Thing. Better way to explain the joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, it's time Man. for your feedback. Uh, last week, we asked you, uh, you know, we, we told, we kind of recapped it. Uh, Dazzle Do It made its debut, and he, we had him go down to the IHOP to see, you know, what he could do there. Uh, <laughs> we, we wanted to get your feedback about uh, the next challenge 
that we should have for the Dazzle Do It segment. Uh, you guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You guys also posted your longer suggestions on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. Well, I'd like to, first of all, call out Sam Tuppy, who is a sales associate at the Home Depot for giving us five or six, of which I would just like to read his last one, which yeah. was, sorry, y'all, too much time on my hands. So <laughs> congratulations, Sam. Good feedback. You're not going to read any of them? Oh, no, we got to move on. This, this is another eating one. That This one doesn't sound like a challenge. I would actually love to do this. I will take this one if Tesla's want to do it. But just how many hot, fresh Krispy Kreme donuts you can consume, I, I would put it north of three dozen for me. They're so hot really? and good. Oh, well, wow. and, and they think, melt in your mouth. It's not like they're there's no chewing. Yeah, there's no, you true. don't have to dip them. You just drop them down your throat. Yeah. Uh, I noticed a lot on Twitter. I mean, several people on Twitter trying to get him to do the teacup challenge at, yeah. at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what, what, they, what people don't know is Disney World doesn't operate. There are no carnies that you could just like slip at 20 and no. just say like, make them keep going. No, it's yeah. very. No, you're, you're one and done. And, and then you got to go back oh, in the really? line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, you got to get a fast pass at this point for teacups. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. we could find a like fair when it's in town or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we could do the, the spring fair. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Put him on something else. Yeah. Something the thing that's is, a little bit less safe yeah a lot less safe okay. yeah i'm okay. going back to i'm going back to bribable we got to be able right. to bribe the person running the ride yeah i'm yeah. going yeah. back to sam tuppy for a second yeah. give tyler a sack of quarters and have him ride one of the pony rides outside of the convenience <laughs> store for two straight hours <laughs> i gotta say i love it as an idea i also haven't seen one of those ponies outside of a convenience store since like <laughs> the mid 80s does he live yeah. in mayberry this individual yeah. <laughs> i don't know where he lives but we gotta like head to every kmart in our area and see if they have one because uh, i hear they're moment. huge in central city iowa yeah very yeah We'll Very ask. big. Yeah. Um, I love this one from Ben White from Sydney, Australia, though. I think there's a level two of this one that we need to think up because he says the Dazwick challenge is that cla- you can do a classic challenge where you start with something small like a pen and for the length of the podcast, trade up to something and see what he finishes with. Oh, and yeah. I love that if we pick a cool location. Like, I think if he could do that at like SeaWorld where he where the last thing he gets is like a killer whale, it's going to be an amazing thing. I like that. It's kind of, there's an episode of The Office like where, uh, where they did that yeah. oh, and they did the swap meet thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, he, ended, really I think, he, I think he ended up with Andy's Xterra on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adam says uh, this one this one has a risk of not real jail but Disney jail which a lot of people would argue is is far far worse. It's um, a wonderful place actually. Have you been uh, to Disney jail? It's a thing. No. Oh yeah, there's definitely Disney jail. It's underground. All of Magic Kingdom is actually built above an underground city and uh disney jail is in the bowels of it it's true yeah oh my gosh yeah. and, and it, so it's a, it's a, it's a cia dark site you can go there and never return people just don't <laughs> it's know. true well there are no laws it's just the law of disney they have their yeah. own police force and everything their own laws it's uh, a <laughs> scary place jurisdiction to be. it's like the vatican they can do whatever they want um, pretty much so, so this is to pay homage to the individuals who dress up in costumes in Times Square selling photos of tourists. Uh, if you ever, if you ever experience them, you, you'll know that they're basically really bad, dirty knockoffs of Disney characters. Right. But uh, the plan is for Daz to, to acquire one of these knockoff Disney character outfits, sneak it into the park, like in a backpack and hastily change and alter uh, into his Disney ego in the park restroom. Uh, and we have to basically how many photos can he get with tourists before he is detained for uh, you know unforeseeable amount of time in Disney jail I think this one it's not technically breaking any laws I would actually like to see him do this I love I love it the problem is bag check at security mm. they uh, they open all the bags now and uh, 
We got. Oh. We don't want to send him all the way down there, and he just gets thwarted at bag check. Right. You know. I appreciate y'all's knowledge of the depth of Disney World. I guess that's an Orlando guy thing, but yeah. I'm into it. Well, yeah. an Orlando guy with an eight year old. This one. Um, <laughs> this one's doable. It's tax season. I see these people out all the time. The Liberty yeah. Tax Statue the of Liberty flippers. flags. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the sign flippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have Daz randomly stop and challenge one in front of uh, one of the stores, and he'll be a we buy gold guy, and he can he can challenge oh, the, the Liberty Tax. I love tax. that idea. Yeah. We buy gold versus oh, Liberty that Tax. Is so yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah, I love that we idea. We need to get him a cool Good. gold costume for that, though. That's right. I'm not trying to be the mom here, but I because I'm not a mom, but I do think there as we continue with Dazzle Do It, we need to balance the food eating and the other things because I don't want Daz to get diabetes. Right. No, that's or, right. Do enlarged not. stomach. <laughs> do not. Yeah, don't. I guess. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I do. What I would like to see some sort of Chinese dumplings. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know. I, I, he needs to te- test your pelican theory. Yeah, Cameron. Yeah. Pelican versus chew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe in that. I believe. I, I want to know the answer to that, and I only want to know it based on what Dazzle do. <laughs> I don't want to know it in my own life. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a bunch more suggestions uh, on, online. Go check them out. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Talking to Matt from Iowa, who we love. Yeah, we love him. Great church. It great was guy. like a highlight. I, it was a it was a highlight to talk to him. It got us remembering how much we love getting to know you guys. Yes. So for this week's question of the week, we want you to send us three of the most uh, interesting sinful? facts about yourself. What? <laughs> three of the most interesting facts <laughs> about you. You know, like you, you made your senior pastor, quote unquote, move yeah. to another part right. of the country. Right. And, yeah. and it doesn't job. have to be super random. It doesn't have to <laughs> yeah. be just like, like if I was sharing my three facts, it'd yeah. be like, I have two kids. Right. No, that's not the most interesting thing about you. Uh, that's just biographical. Oh, what would be the three most interesting things about yeah, Eddie Eddie Cobb? Was detained at Disney jail for six months. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> an amazing dancer. Yeah. And You're an amazing yeah. dancer. Yeah. Right on the feet. And a body that was chiseled from marble. That's right. <laughs> so there you go. There's two. And the third one, you know a lot of third day songs. I do know yeah. a lot of there third day. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So we want to get to know you guys. And maybe uh, if you... Uh, Catch our eye. We'll have you on the show next week. We'll do a little uh, oh, audience okay. audience interview uh, action, maybe. Making oh, new friends. Fun. I love that. I, I love, love it so much. It's a making new friends there question. You go. We want to know you guys. So hit us up your three most interesting facts. You can uh, tweet us at Relevant Podcast. You can also write your longer ones on the podcast episode page yeah, at relevantmagazine.com. Keep it short. Yeah, wrap it up. You got 280 characters on Twitter. Let's just hey, uh, and many thanks to this episode's sponsors for making the show possible. Remember, with RxBar, you can get 25% off your first order by visiting rxbar.com slash relevant and entering promo code relevant at checkout. Also, thanks to HelloFresh, you can get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash relevant and entering uh, offer code relevant 30. And thanks to Squarespace. You can start your free trial today at Squarespace.com and enter offer code relevant to get 10% off your first purchase. Look at that. It's like a coupon show here. <laughs> you just all <laughs> these things you need for your life and make your life better and you get a discount by listening to our show. I love it. And also go to Matt's church and apply to be their youth director or whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. Worship, worship pastor. But I bet he needs a youth director that can do that too. Sweet Matt. Hey, maybe that person could double it, it is just him on staff. I looked at it. He's, he yeah. needs some help. There you go. He needs some help. Let's go out there. Hey, thanks to KB for joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at KB underscore HGA and his album Today We Rebel is out. 
now. Hey, uh, the new issue of Relevant is is uh, out. Uh, Russell Brand is the cover story. Yeah, yeah. It's a phenomenal uh, issue, a conversation that uh, Jesse had with with Russell. Go uh, check it out. He you can, never stops reminding us. You can read it at <laughs> RollMagazine.com, and you can also... Uh, Chat with Russell. <laughs> get the print edition <laughs> at bookstores nationwide. Uh, I think they're in almost all Barnes & Nobles. You can subs- also subscribe at RollMagazine.com. There's a good deal going on right now. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Annie F. Downs. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from the Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Because I am wearing a mask. I'm Batman.